0: Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at iXL.com slash audio. Visit iXL.com slash audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
1: Welcome to Zach to the Future. I'm your co-host, Dashel Driscoll, joined today by the president of the YouTube fan club, Mark Paul Gossler. Hello, Mark Paul.
2: Hello, Dashel. Uh, this is a big episode, pal. We were talking about this right before we uh, we came on air, as yeah. radio people say, or podcast people. I don't really know what we are, um, but it's the big five zero.
1: Big five zero. Can you believe it? Time flies. We didn't commemorate a year at all. We just glossed over a year.
2: <laughs> fifty episodes of Saved by the Bell. Fifty ep- wow. Well, fifty episodes of Zach to the Future. Uh, yeah. I have watched. What is it? Forty-nine episodes? Because do we count the first one? I, I, I don't know.
1: No, this is this is actually fifty episodes of Saved by the Bell because we don't count the the first episode is Act of the Future, listener. If you're new, I'm not sure how you got here at episode fifty, but the first one was like a How do you do? Get to know you. It was orientation, you know. Got it. Like okay. Flies. Yeah. So
2: we've actually we've we've actually reviewed fifty episodes of Saved by the Bell. After this, we will have in the future. <laughs> <laughs> got it. This is the fiftieth. You know what's funny is. You know, this whole podcast was uh, started because of my lack of memory of these episodes, and we watch them, and it's supposed to spark something. Some of them do. Um, (laughs) Watching this episode of All in the Mall, which is the one that we're currently uh, doing, um, I don't remember filming this. Uh, I definitely don't remember any of the actors, Um, but I don't remember any of the 40 or 50, 49 other episodes that we've done. (laughs) In the past, like if you told me, like what was uh, I don't know? Give me, give me one of them. You know, like um, <sighs>
1: uh, I feel like you. I feel like you would know. I think you're being. Yeah, you think so? Uh, like, like, like Close Encounters of the Nerd Kind. you remember what happened there? Don't you?
2: Uh, oh, that. Well, here we you go. Got it. Um, you can do it. Uh, Screech. Uh, well, I, I, remember the secret agent. Right. There's an agent yeah. that comes to the to the kind of
1: overacting. Yeah,
2: overacting agent. <laughs> um, yeah. I remember him like fumbling things and screech uh
1: he doesn't get hit by lightning though is that the one No that would be oh god now you got me doing it that would be fatal Oh God! I, which one does Screech well, get struck by lightning? Why now does I'm, he? Why does he?
2: Out. Every time he opens his mouth, why does the radio? Sound oh no! Wait,
1: he come does. Off? He does get. He does get struck by lightning. Excuse See? me. That is the okay. same one. There oh my God! Go. Now you're the expert. The tables have turned. <laughs> Fifty episodes later. <laughs> um, well, Mark Paul, I'm amazed you don't remember anything about this one because it is so. It's like well, we'll get into it why it looks that way, but it's as if you're on a different TV show. Um, you're in the, the full set of a mall. It's a complete, It's like yeah. Malibu, but without all the fun of the beach.
2: All right. Well, give give the um, give your summary, and then we'll get oh right God, into yeah, it they're... because I have I have some uh, some facts as well. And I see from your notes, oh, you have you have topped my facts. You you're, oh, you're well, just a a a, uh, a wealth of facts for the show. And I think the, the, a fact the,
1: the Listeners will uh, definitely appreciate it. Let's get into that summary though, because they'll definitely appreciate that. Zach left Screech sleeping in the mall overnight at the front of the line to buy U two tickets. Screech hesitates mid-purchase, loses his spot, and has to go to the end. Lisa, Zach, Kelly, and Slater discover five grand in a mystery bag while waiting for Screech. They decide to use it to buy U2 tickets, scalp them, return the money, and pocket the profit. Two scary mobsters run up after they leave. The gang bribes their way to the front of the ticket line only to find out the show's sold out. A new U2 show goes on sale tomorrow. They'll retry their scheme. Only those two goons chase them all through the mall. They get away and sneak into a sporting goods store and camp overnight in a tent to be first in line tomorrow. When they go to buy tickets, they realize they lost the cash. They trace it back to the shoe store and find the cash in a shoe box after trashing the place. The two mystery guys show up again. They lose them again by hiding in a wedding mannequin display. When they go to get help from mall security, they're scared into believing he's in cahoots with the goons, only to reveal the whole thing was for a hidden camera TV show. Their prize? Five front row U2 tickets. What an episode! What a what a series of twists and turns.
2: <laughs> well, um, here's my fact: <laughs> this particular episode Please. was uh, shot uh, July sixteenth, nineteen ninety one. Mm. Mm. This was the week before we actually went to the beach and started filming the beach episodes. So this uh-huh. came before, and uh, we started the season of nineteen ninety one. Back in July, uh, Mystery Weekend was the first one. Then Rockumentary, mm-hmm. and then uh, All in the Mall. And Two we episodes that beach.
1: we still have yet to see. Yeah, yeah those exactly. ones are still coming up. Those are good ones. This they one's are. okay too. This one's good, right? I, I do like this one. It has like a very campy feel to it. It's it's kind of like about as zany as it gets for say by the Bell. I mean, there's a we'll get to it, listener, I promise. But there's like a Three Stooges homage. You know, right smack in the middle of this thing.
2: Yeah, there was a lot of tropes in this one. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, love them or hate them, it. Uh, I think it, I think it made for a good episode. I I enjoyed it. Plus, my hair looked amazing.
1: Of course, that's all we care about. <laughs> you know, I, I only have like one word about. to describe the episode, Mark Paul, and that's fun. We all know that. Fifty episodes later, uh, <laughs> and we're in Act One, like that, just like that, just like that. Uh, where listeners, you may be surprised to know if you're not an old person, uh, people used to have to do this. They used to have to wait in a physical line to buy concert tickets. Yeah. So
2: what's the protocol for waiting in line? Like mm. you can sleep in line. People do this for Apple products, right? You can actually yeah. sleep in line, but can you sleep in line for four other friends
1: That's a tricky one, but I would say in this situation, I think he earned it. I think you earned the right. It's also a little looser, like these regulations. Like you're not in front of the Apple Store; it's a ticket line. I think, I think it counts. But also, Screech would have been able to buy the right amount of tickets. Like it's not until they get the cash where they get greedy and say we're going to buy fifty. Like Screech was within his purchasing rights to buy five tickets. That's all he was doing. You know?
2: Right. Okay. And. uh, the other thing, where's Jesse?
1: Ah, good question. Jesse injured her knee in the Rockumentary episode. We know that now. And that's why she's not in this episode. She was Wait, sitting this it out. Solves the mystery. Yes, it all-aid. The t- Band-Aid mystery. It's the band-aid mystery, which funny enough has nothing to do with mystery weekend. <laughs> uh, but she did injure her knee in the Rockumentary episode, or maybe before it, or I think I think during it is if I understand rehearsals. I need to double check my story. Uh, but yeah, that's why she's not in this one.
2: That's why she's not in this one. And that's, that's why, she's why not in this one. after this particular episode, we go yep. to the beach and she's wearing a Band-Aid, a band-aid for all folks. six episodes.
1: Yeah. Gosh, crack the case. Look at us. Ban- two de- uh, this <laughs> two is my detectives. favorite.
2: We solved the Band-Aid gate. <laughs> we did it. Case closed.
1: And and you can I will stop never writing the letters.
2: <laughs> the gate again, as long as you Thank don't you. use the word fun.
1: Again. Oh, I can't, you know I can't make that promise, Mark Paul. Uh, <laughs> I can't make the promise just, about gate. Yeah, well, we, we, we'd we both be liars. Um, just want to do the quick details here. This really was a U2 tour. They were uh, touring for Zoo TV, or excuse me, their Zoo TV tour from February 92 to December 93. It was for Octung Baby. Uh, it was the highest grossing North American tour of 92. They made over $150 million with 5.3 million tickets sold. So, Say by the bell, kind of referencing this like historic '90s concert tour,
2: and we start off with seeing the long line waiting to purchase these tickets for the uh, mm-hmm. ticket ticket counter to open. Um, I see a lot of new background, and I see mm. some old as well. Was it a mix? Uh,
1: Do some of those kids go to Bayside?
2: <laughs> some of those kids go to Bayside because I see Uri Henley in there. Mm. And, um, I see one of the other female background artists that we see quite a bit. Uh, I also see my friends, Sean Silva and Brian Good, who will join us, uh, in the beach episodes and something that should never happen, but, uh, they are all blocking the elevator. I feel like that would be something that, Mm -mm. uh, would never happen in IRL. Uh, that's in real life for all the uh, kids out there. Um, but also sleeping in line. I, I had to figure this out. Sleeping in line in a mall. So he slept yeah. in a mall. Th- that that's not going to happen. You can't sleep in a mall.
1: <sighs> I mean, let's just let's just use our imaginations here and say maybe the mall understood what a big deal it was and they allowed people to camp out. I don't know. That's the mm-hmm. best I can do. This mm-hmm. is before the internet. You you would like. Putting your body somewhere to get these tickets was the only way to guarantee you could do it.
2: Right. Yeah. Did you ever have to Damn. wait in lines for tickets?
1: Or is this before I have, your time? No, this is actually totally on the cusp of my time. Um, and yeah, I did. I waited in line for concert tickets, absolutely. I used to ride my bike to the Tower Records on Ventura Boulevard. There was a Ticketmaster window, and I would get concert tickets there. And what did you wait for? What What concert? I mean, there's a story here, Mark Paul. There's a teeny tiny story that kind of leads me to sitting right here. But the concert I rode my bike to get tickets for one day was the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Neil Young at the Hollywood Palladium. Pretty cool venue for two people. It was a fundraiser. Uh, I was 12 years old at the time. And I rode my bike there. And when they announced how much tickets were going to be, I only had enough money for one concert ticket. Now, the lady next to me in line, who was an adult woman, who noticed I was reading... The Autobiography of Malcolm X, again, listener, if you listened last week, I carried big books around as a kid, kind of annoying. <laughs> Wait,
2: uh, <laughs> you carried this book with you while you rode your bike? To line,
1: I rode my bike to the Ticketmaster. Where'd you keep the ra- book? Like, did you wear a back probably backpack, in a backpack. Yeah, probably in a backpack. I had to bring some snacks. I was there um, all morning, I'm, Mark I'm Paul. getting I, a whole I, you know, picture. Uh, you're just yeah, you're getting a picture. And also, yeah. I looked I looked about five at the time. Was it a BMX
2: game? bike or was it like a mountain no, bike? a mountain
1: bike. It was a mountain bike. Uh, Not too many mountains in my life, but yeah, so I'm there, and uh, this nice lady who I've been next to for hours, because I was one of the first people in line, she saw the look on my face when I was like, oh crap, I'm 12 and I can only buy one ticket, and she very calmly said, look, buy the ticket, this thing's going to sell out right away, I live around here, let me meet your parents, I'll take you to the show, you can meet my friend, I'm going, like, she seemed very cool and above board. Uh, Her name was Colette, my mom did meet her at a local Starbucks, they exchanged all kinds of information. Colette took me to that show. I had the time of my life. And then on the way back, she was like, you seem really young, but you're into music and you get the internet. You should apply for an internship at my company. And I did. And after going a few rounds with the boss and he was like, no, you're 12. And I kind of pushed back a little bit. And I was like, I really want to work for you. We can call it a math project for school. He hired me, Mark Paul, for spring break. That job led to Funnier Die. And Funnier Die led to the rest is history. Like if I didn't ride my bike there that day, I probably wouldn't be here right now.
2: So, I'm confused. Are you
1: like 16 right now? I'm not 16. Unfortunately, okay. I'm 34. But I've been working okay. in this town for a minute.
2: <laughs> because I'm just trying to you know, do the math yeah. here. You were 12 when you met her, but then Funny or yep. Die because of that. I mean, when did you start working for Funnier or Die?
1: I was 20, I think. I think I was 20. Okay. So, I worked at that company. I would work there like spring breaks and summers. Uh, it was a company called Fanscape. They did like viral promotions of stuff. Um, and I really just wanted to work there as a kid because they were working with like Weezer and other bands I liked. And I was like, I want concert tickets. It was all for music, um, but it kind of led to learning how the internet works. Hmm. And I was able to make funny stuff and that led to funnier or Die. And yeah, well, it all it like, it like all clickety-clacked together because of a ticket line. That's that. Uh, uh, it's fascinating. A, it's a weirdly story. relevant story. No, I, I was crazy. holding back on it, but it is kind of nuts, huh? I think about it yeah. all the time.
2: No, yeah. it's really cool. And and thank you to Colette because without her. Thank you, Colette. Seriously. Oh, shout out, do Colette. You, yeah. No. Do you ever, like, have you ever been in touch with her since?
1: It it came up once where we, like, I think I, like, found her on Instagram or, like, we, like, our profiles crossed paths many years later. Was she and wild? I think it was one of those things of, like, Colette was a beautiful woman. <laughs> Colette was a great
2: person. <laughs> I'm just wondering uh, why you would look her up on Instagram. No,
1: it that's was what like, you the do, thing right? Of, like, I the, mean, the, you're just looking the, at chicks the on the Instagram. Name, no, that's not what I do. The name okay. popped up as like you might know this person, and it was like, oh shit, I do know that person. <laughs> wow, look um, at that! Facebook knows yeah. you so well. Yeah, they know everything. Uh, but no, I, I'm I'm gr- incredibly indebted to her and and Fanscape, the company I worked at for like seven and a half years as a kid, and uh, and Funny or Die for that matter. I the whole journey, every step, and Ticketmaster. Thank you, Ticketmaster. <laughs> Can we get back to the episode? Probably. Yeah, go ahead. Why not? I, I'm sure, fascinated let's by go that.
2: I would like to. I would like to get Clyde on the show and it's, you know.
1: Okay, we can I'll I'll refine Colette.
2: This woman is responsible for you and I having this podcast. It's 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 a real
1: sliding doors thing. Like what if I brought a different book? What if, what if she was later what if she was later in line? Who knows. Yeah. What if she amazing. was a child abductor? What if I just got murdered that night? I'm
2: just, <laughs> I'm, just I'm just I mean it was different times. 12 years old. Yeah. Uh, if you, w- do we even know what year that is? I mean I don't want to do the math. It was I can terrible. tell you the
1: year was the year was 2000. It was the year, 2000. It, like it was. It was the year two
2: thousand. Wow, two thousand. So I was about to start NYPD Blue at that point. Uh, I was probably around twenty eight or twenty nine. Again, I'm not really good at math, so whatever. Yeah, it's, ball, um, it's ballpark. Yeah, but uh, wow, what a what a time, man! The, the fact that you were riding a bike down Ventura Boulevard in in, oh, in yeah. Studio City in two thousand, oh. I would have thought that you know that that would have been only in the eighties. You know, maybe the late 80s, early 90s, but 2000, that was like 21 years ago.
1: <laughs> I got to get these tickets, Mark Paul. It's the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Neil Young at the Palladium. That doesn't yeah. happen every day. That's an insane no, lineup. That's, that's for charity. an
2: insane lineup. Was that, was, was yeah. that, I, I'm not, you know, caught up on all the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but was that Californication stuff?
1: It was, I think it was right around there. Yeah. It was okay. a great time to see the Chili Peppers. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised that your mom would actually let you go see the Chili Peppers. Were they like? Would they, did they wear their cock socks and everything?
1: No, it was again, it was for charity. <laughs> um, but no, they were they were behaving themselves, and okay. uh, it was it was just an all around like it was a it was a really cool experience. Definitely some like a very like I think she was, you know, she was happy. I was exp- she she loves live music too, and she saw this stranger probably wasn't going to murder her son and. Let's face it. At that point, I'd probably done some stuff where if I did get murdered, I had it coming. So you know, <laughs> she was probably like, either this is a good step for his independence, or one less problem. Oh,
2: I love it. I, 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 there's so many good things about that story. I just, I, I, we could spend this whole hour just talking about that story. I,
1: well, you know what? Let's not though. I think we already lost several listeners and sponsors. Back to the episode. Uh, the reason this episode feels so different, Mark Paul. Here are some facts. This mall. Uh, was repurposed from an NBC-canceled soap called Generations starring Kelly Rutherford and Vivica A. Fox. Uh, Your production designer, Josie Lemonnier— am I saying that right? I hope I am— had access to over 70 set pieces uh, from that now-canceled sitcom at the time. You'll see it again. Johnny Dakota's apartment uh, later in uh, the No Hope with Dope episode will be repurposed. Uh, But Franco, your producer then, our producer now— uh, he said, quote, a lot of what we did came from repurposing and rearranging those sets. Um, and at a time when your episodes cost about $330,000 each, which is what it cost back then, uh, you guys saved a lot of cash. And uh, all this information, by the way, is from the SBTB anniversary account. That's at SBTB anniversary on Instagram. It's a really cool account. They have tons of history and details. I They should host the podcast, honestly. I mean, what are we doing, folks? But yeah. That's, why, that's where the mall comes from.
2: You said no hope with dope. I'm looking at my notes. And uh, that was filmed in April uh, April 15th, mm. uh, back in 1991, before we started doing these summer episodes. It's really weird that we took a few months off and came right back to work. That's not generally how things work on, on sitcom television. It maybe takes nine months to film if you're doing 22 episodes. You take some time off maybe the summer yeah. off, you know, you finish in april, you take the summer off, you can go back to work in september or whatever. um but we we went
1: right back into this. It should come as no surprise that uh the gang put all their eggs in screech's basket. What could go wrong? Yeah, what could go wrong, folks? <laughs> like I really do after watching all these with you and it's their fault. It's never screech's fault. Like you can't put you can't put an alcoholic in charge of the whiskey factory. You can't put screech in charge of anything important like you know but of course they do, and uh, yeah, come on. What's going to happen? Of course you know what's going to happen. He blew it, and uh, you know, I like that they set up the the wedding mannequins.
2: <laughs>
1: We've seen them now. It'll they pay set off up later.
2: The, the wedding mannequins, but we also set up the fact that that he, Slater really is a pig, like Jesse says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, why? Why can't we meet girls like that? Yeah, great figure. <laughs> Doesn't talk back. (laughs) I mean, it's funny ish. Uh, It was funny back then.
1: Yeah, probably not so funny now. But no, it's also not so funny when you realize like adult male TV writers are writing this. Yeah, (laughs) that's also not so funny. But yeah, I guess Slater's a pick. He just wants a woman who won't say anything.
2: So Screech comes to us, um, having asked the guy behind him to keep his. Spot in line because he needs to ask us whether we want the mezzanine or the orchestra seating. Stupid question. Stupid, <sighs> stupid question. And so he comes to us and we're like, Oh, did you get the tickets? And he's like, No, I need to ask you a question. We're like, Who's holding your spot? And mm-hmm. on cue, here comes the guy walking around the corner. Um, doesn't, I guess, speak English. That's the whole joke with that one. <sighs>
1: Yeah, that was a little confusing to me because, like, I mean, I'm making a face. It the guy should have <laughs> yeah. just been like, just "Of course, it I'm not holding." It. He should have yeah. not. It should have. There should have been no reason why him not speaking English should have played into it. Like, yeah. he it's knew enough that. English to buy concert tickets. Yeah. <laughs> like, he should have just been like, "Of course, I didn't hold your line, your spot yeah. in line."
2: Yeah, stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, why, why? Why does he have to not speak English?
2: Speaking of, we call Screech so many different names. I, like derogatory names in this. Yeah. It, it, it really this was is a like, hard okay, one. this is a hard one. We call him Dimwit and Lunkhead and Dummy, and then the girls start calling him things. I feel like that's another one where where the writer should have been like, you know what? Let's just limit it to a few things. But after a while, you're just like, man, it's too much.
1: It, it, yeah, you guys pile on in a pretty hard way. I have in my notes a few times, Like, there's a lot of like violence, too. Like, Screech even hits himself, like some kind of like. You know, I don't want to joke about abuse, but like, like an abused, you know, child or so. He's like, I'll just beat myself or something. It's like pretty dark, but you know, it's it's for laughs. I get it, I get it, folks. It's all for fun. But it did it did strike me too as like a little much.
2: Yeah, and the way that Zach like pokes at him and says, "I'm going to kill you" and all this stuff. uh, It's it's um it's aggressive.
1: I love the look and feel of this mall. It really does feel like time accurate. It looks it looks like you guys are really at a mall of the '90s. They did a good job on that canceled soap opera. Now, Mark Paul, I know we share notes, but this Eddie character, one of the more disturbing folks in Say by the Bell history. Uh, when Lisa shows up on the scene, she's like, "This nice man just wanted to take polaroids in my feet." Yeah, listen. What the fuck? What the he's, fuck is a
2: dis- that? <laughs> he's a disturbing character. I agree. What's what I think is also disturbing is people who are in defeat.
1: Mm, yeah.
2: I'm I'm yeah. not a person who's into feet. I don't get it. They're they're I mean, I I might be more into <sighs> hands than feet. Oh. But but no, 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 no. Hold okay. on. I, I would know. say like if you gave me a choice, like are you do you like right. this person's hands or do you like their this person's feet? I would say I like the person's hands. Now, it does nothing for me sexually. Like I wouldn't look at somebody's yeah. hands and go, like, oh man, can I just Whoa, lick hub, your hub, hands? Yeah. But people want to lick feet and they want to shove them in their mouths and they want to do things with them and take yeah. pictures of them. And there's like whole
1: dedicated sites to feet. What is going on with feet? It seems like no one is just a little into feet. Like no. you're either like all the way on board. Like you're either yep. devoted, like Tarantino is a, is a world, he's one of the greatest filmmakers just who's ever lived. It's, it's not debatable. But what everyone also knows about Quentin Tarantino is that man loves feet. He's just a big old feet guy. Like those two are the, you can't, it's almost outweighs his films how much he loves feet. That's how that's how intense a footman's love is. <sighs> I was on tones. a show
2: called Mixed-ish and- mm-hmm. uh, Congratulations. I, you know, thank you. Yeah. And uh, I know this because my co-stars would tell me You know, I'm not on social, or even when I was on social, it was very limited. Yeah, yeah, don't ask why. Yeah. Um, I won't. But my co stars would say because my character wore Birkenstocks, there is a person on Twitter that is all about your feet. And every time they see your feet, they just want to talk about your feet. They want to know what size foot you are. They want to, like, have, can you take more pictures of your feet?
1: Dude. I'm so sorry. That's terrible
2: go fuck yourself with this foot shit. Like just like, and here's the thing. If, if you're into feet, (laughs) go fuck yourself (laughs) with my feet. Uh, but if you're into feet, you know, it's very like, it, I don't, I don't know, like reaching out to somebody to have them take a picture of their feet and they're not into like the whole foot fetish. Just, just cut the cord right there. Like don't, don't keep going down that path. Right. Like, it, it gets <sighs> yeah, a little it, it's already weird to begin with but then you keep going down this path it's like unless a person's into you taking photos or like yeah i understand this fetish that you have here's a photo of my feet <sighs>
1: Move Maybe on. they're just like a humanitarian. They're just like I know that I'm keeping a murderer off the street by giving you a foot picture because <laughs> you probably no, no. kill someone. I'm if you telling don't see you, toes every
2: today. episode, this guy or woman, I don't know who this was, person, but this yeah, person knows? would who ask knows? for pictures. Would would please tell me? Are you ticklish? Oh, do you oh, do you, god. oh, oh my god, it gets it gets pervert. dark, dude. It gets dark. Oh man, that's and really funny. Yeah, I'm sorry.
1: I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh at you. <laughs> you're being like tormented. <laughs>
2: no. You know who has it? Listen, I think it's funny too. To
1: be honest with you, it is kind of funny. I know if you're a famous I think it's I think guys are on there too, but there's a website called Wikifeet Ugh. that is just a database of feet. And if Ugh. you're pretty much any woman of notoriety, like if any profile, I mean, like, you're on Wikifeet. It's crazy. Like uh I'm pretty sure it got brought up in the room as a joke, but I think our my boss, uh, Tracy is on Wikifeet. Really? Uh yeah, because if you're just like if you raise as a woman above like the the bar of being known to anyone chances are some sicko who's super into toes is going to be like well i gotta add her to wiki feet
2: i don't get yeah, it we, I mean, live, I'm, I'm tr- we live in a I'm, sick world i, I, <laughs> I, I, I sick can world. sometimes understand certain fetishes you know but feet yeah, i just sure. don't get them I and mean, it's just there
1: yeah, there's a, look there's a there's a butt for every seat people i mean some people are into butts <laughs> on seats but like there's look i can't judge i'm raising my is, hand with that one yeah we everyone first of all everyone likes butts uh, but no it is I agree feet is on the more disturbing end of like what interests people sexually
2: But here's the thing though I will notice nice feet like if somebody mm. has nice feet right you go like oh that's a that's a nice set of feet now that doesn't do anything for me like I would never you know like it doesn't mm. make my blood turn hotter what's yeah. the phrase boil or whatever um, but that's oil is like thing. anger like blood rush yeah. no, I, do I, I, I don't know I don't about. get a rush of blood to my, my yeah. you know regions there yeah. um, your Netherlands my, my Netherlands but you you also notice like ugly feet but do people who are into feet do they care whether the person has a nice manicure nice toes like they're all uniform or do they just they just <laughs> like any foot uh, I bet
1: I bet there's like I, I bet there's some people who like I only like dirty feet you know yeah, that no, you, you know that's a that subsection. I know that, they're like, I know that that's, they're like yeah, they're like could yeah. you step on something? Could you yeah. step on some? They're probably like feet in pain. I'm sure there's like all yeah. kinds of subcategories of of foot pervert. No, uh, we, we've
2: talked about this. We're both fans of Howard Stern, and I I think <laughs> if I'm if I'm mixing them up, but King of All Blacks. He right. loves one like, of the whack pack members. Yeah, one of the whack pack members is he. I don't know if he's a whack Packer, though. Is he? Because no, I guess he's just like a regular
1: it, caller. You know? It's kind of like he's not like certified. Wa- yeah, whack pack is like the mafia. You have to be like officially open the books. Uh, yeah, he's not like Mary- black. He's like, like Marianne, caller. right? I mean,
2: yeah, he, he's yeah. part of the crew. But anyway, so yeah. I know that he likes stinky feet. He likes when he can smell his wife. Yeah, he smells other things of hers as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the stinky feet and like, but I'm just wondering like if, if one, if they have like bad toenails <laughs> or one digit is longer than the other,
1: does that turn them on? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure some are purists. They're like, I only want the the most like perfect specimens of toes. I'm sure there's everything. And there's gotta be guys who are just like, I'll take the scraps. I'll take whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I, not well, that not know about that.
2: And this brings us all back to the episode. I'm
1: sure right, this that is all back to the episode. has beautiful feet. Yes, me too. Manicured toes, the whole thing. I can see why Eddie, who works, by the way, at a store called The Hot Feet Boutique, which is also sickly deranged. Um, I'm sure Eddie was into her, her well-manicured toes. her We'll meet Eddie. We'll get a face to this monster later. We will. We, we, later. we will literally meet this man who is... I would just be so ashamed. As an actor, I know you got to take whatever is on the plate, but I would just be like, wait a minute. I'm playing the guy who works at the mall and takes Polaroids of teenage girls' feet? Okay. When's lunch? And yeah, they find the $5,000. The five grand in a bag. Now, if I find five grand in a bag, I'm definitely not staying at the mall with it. That's just me. Like, if I'm going to decide to keep the money, I'm not keeping it there.
2: Yeah. I also uh, feel that that stack of bills looks very fake. We do a really good job now um, <laughs> yeah. with uh, prop money. And right. uh, I can't tell the difference now. I mean, there's times where yeah. they hand me, you know, a hundred dollar bill for, you know, a prop. And uh, I, I want to take it home and try to use it. Um, but that that particular, um, stack looks kind of fake and phony, but
1: you know, what it, it does. Is, That's yeah. okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's a kid's
2: show. No one will ever review it 30 years later.
1: Is this a review? We've mostly talked about feet and riding your bicycle to buy concert tickets. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also love, I just love Kelly's turn in this scene of being like, we must do the right thing, but then even she gets tempted. Um, I love that. I'm really enjoying Tiffany's, uh, stretching into the the room of Kelly this season. I also like that Zach is a teen who understands short-term loans with interest. That's like advanced money lending. <laughs> Predatory. Um, and we meet Frankie and Louie, two goons. They look, you know, textbook goon. Back at the ticket line. I wanted to point out, this, um, this line-cutting bit that they're about to do uh, was echoed in the 2020 reimagining in the episode I co-wrote of season one called All in the Hall, Play on words of this title, and yeah, we did a we did a similar line cutting bit, just a little say by the bell history. Did you guys recreate? I I don't think I saw that episode. Shame on me. Um, Shame on you. Yeah, no.
2: Did you recreate? I'm sure sure you
1: did. You you just watched so much stuff. That's what happened. (laughs) That's what it was. Right? Did you do that thing of uh, (laughs)
2: screech licking Lisa's hand and it tasting like
1: a donut? No, we didn't. We didn't do that. (laughs) But we did. It was like a bit where. Mac, um, Lexi, and Daisy have to like cut a line, and it was it was similar to the montage where they do they do different things to distract people, and we kind of watched as a room, if I recall correctly, we watched this for reference to be like, well, what did they do on the original? We were like, well, we can't like tempt fat people with ice cream <laughs> or like right say that, say they're gonna like make out with nerdy girls a uh, right. different
2: time. Um, I just want to point out here that you know we talked about the background uh, again. Uh, Mario's sister Marisa is Marisa? Uh, right, right behind him, uh, right there. And uh, but who is the giant? Oh, behind oh my Mario? god! It's like,
1: hold on, is that is his head? Uh, is his head cropped out of the frame? His head is we're cropped. watching on your yes. He's like the nanny on Muppet Babies. We just don't even see what his <laughs> face looks like. That's so funny. <laughs>
2: but I thought it was uh, Elizabeth Elizabeth Berkeley's brother right. Jason. Uh, Jason yeah. is very tall. He is actually in this episode, but it is not him, It, which is odd because I can't imagine us having two tall people on set. And Jason's a very tall guy. I think he's over 6'6", 6'7", maybe 6'8". Uh, I can't even go higher than that. He's tall. Uh, he's 7'14".
1: This, <laughs>
2: this guy Who's is counting? equally as tall, but he's in the background. It just, it's like a weird thing. And That's he's just like giggling to whatever we're saying. So I don't even know if he's actually a background guy, because background aren't supposed to be (laughs) reacting to what the actors are saying. They're supposed to be in their own, like, you know, their own thing. Uh, Background Island, yeah. Yeah, Background Island. Hey, there's a new show.
1: Um, We should, let's make that show. That sounds like a good show. (laughs) 50 episodes later, this show sucks.
2: (laughs) But yeah, that guy's
1: tall. Wow. Yeah, you can't, you can just see his facial reactions from below the nose. God, your hair does look good, by the way. I know we joke about it, but. It's looking yeah. good. Yeah. I'll give it up. Credit where it's due.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the elderly U2 fan at the front of the line. Again, this information is from the SBTB anniversary account. Played by Lillian Hightower. Uh, she'd go on to play a small role after this, opposite Danny DeVito and Jack the Bear. I thought she was great. I, I really liked the uh, liked her her line reads, and the idea that this like old woman never misses a U2 show.
2: <laughs> and uh, just so you know, the uh, the two guys that help out Kelly and Lisa. Those are my two friends, Brian and Sean. Um, from the beach the beach episodes.
1: Are the wait, are those those are not the Fresno. Yeah, boys, those are the though, Fresno right? boys. Or are those oh, the, yeah, Fresno the, the, that's the, Fresno the Fresno boys? The Fresno Boys. Okay, there that, we that's go. That's
2: them. Yeah. Good good on you. Remember that.
1: Fresno is known for its chivalry. Yeah, I rem- yeah. of course I remember the Fresno. I mean I don't remember their names, but I remember the Fresno boys. Yeah. yeah. They're chivalrous in Fresno. They pick up bags. I love Lillian Hightower in this. Her little hat. Like she's just a perfect day player. And, you know, surprise, surprise, Mark Paul. They did all that, and it sold out. Which takes us into Act 2. For a mall food court. A classic setting. Did the youths even know about it anymore? I don't know. This used to be like, this was like such a trope of the 80s and 90s. Like, just hanging at the mall. uh, Because kids had less shit to do. And less ways to stay connected. You needed to physically go someplace to interact randomly with people. Oh, also, a little fun fact... Uh, Screech is reading a tabloid paper at the table from the Zack Attack episode. Kind of meta. He's like reading a prop that says Zack Attack from a future episode. Uh, But of course the viewers wouldn't know that because that episode hadn't aired. I also have here Mark Paul, I mean we can all keep talking about it, but like it seems like Zack very quickly stops caring about seeing you two. Like I'm not sure he ever cared about going to this concert now that as the episode unfolds.
2: Yeah, maybe a bit of me is rubbing off on Zach. I'm not a really big u I, 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 Before, you know, we start getting people on social, uh, you know, right. going after you for comments that I made. Um,
1: sure. Which they do. They do. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. from time to time. Oh, my, oh the feet people won't oh, be happy. Fuck <laughs> the feet people, weirdos. Actually, yeah, yeah.
2: I won't okay. call them weirdos. Right. Hey, t- I don't care. Look. I don't care. You're into feet... I you you do your thing. Be in the feet. You do your thing. Just don't. Just don't. Just don't correct. bug me about my feet. Correct. That's That's harassment. correct. So yeah. I I apologize for calling you the W word. You're not weirdos. You may be into weird shit, according to me, but that shouldn't label yeah. you as being a weirdo. But when you keep coming after me to you know you want to see pictures <laughs> of my feet.
1: Oh, you've Go been you've been like traumatized by these people. You don't have to apologize <laughs> to them. No, these people have like harassed you about your toes. That I think that's a just line because I wore across. Birkenstocks. I'm, I'm also uh, not on, on mixed dish. And by the way, second so season funny. didn't
2: wear Birkenstocks. They put me in closed-toed shoes, so
1: I'm sure we lost a viewer. You lost one horribly angry yeah. viewer. Um, but going um, back, I'm not the I'm not the biggest YouTube fan yeah. either. I, I like I think I respect totally I, respect I mean, Joshua Tree. I mean, is a, dude, Joshua Tree is a great amazing. album, but it's like I. I even Octong Baby, I looked. I looked because I was like, "Well, what songs were on that album?" And it was uh, "Mysterious mm-hmm. Ways," "One," even better than the real thing. Those are some Iconic. like legit hits, amazing. But in the in the catalog of all you two, I'm I'm not a huge I, I'm, fan. I'm the same way. You know, everyone's yep. entitled to their. I'm opinion. the
2: same way. Yeah. I totally respect Look them. I think they're they're you know the 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 even what they've done outside of music has been amazing. Um, sure, can't take that away. It's just not my thing. Uh, I'm not I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know, you just there's certain bands you love and there's certain bands you're just like, yeah, I like them. U2 falls into that category.
1: When they downloaded their album onto everyone's Ooh. iPhone, I think that was like a turning point for me where I was like, this feels just slimy. Yeah. I don't like yeah. this. And I know I know their intention was like, we're sharing free music with everyone, <laughs> but I was like, fuck mm-hmm. you. I didn't I didn't ask for this. Yeah, kind of like the the person who harassed me on Twitter about my feet. Yeah, I would say I would say that person actually does more for society than you two downloading their album on every <laughs> iPhone in the world. I think that was oh, worse shit. Now, than one guy harassing Now they're going to come after you. That was it. Yeah, everyone's okay. going to come after us for this one. This is episode 50 is where it really falls apart. Um, and yeah, they're going to distribute their cash. Why not? How about a little advance on tomorrow's profits? I mean, this scheme has bad news written all over it. What could go wrong? They're doing nothing but spending the money. What could go right? It's like all they're doing is getting rid of their money. They're never It's dumb and dumber. They're never going to be able to give this stuff back. I also like that they don't have phones, uh, except Zach. So regularly in this episode they're like, "Meet at this place at this time." That's a thing you had to do 30 years ago. I'm looking at that
2: frame. Uh, of Zach saying, let's meet at this time. No one else has a watch
1: except for Zach. Mm, mm-hmm. Good point. There's probably like directory clocks or Do around. you remember I don't having know, to ask
2: people explaining for what this, time huh? it was? Hey, do you have the time? Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. I used to, I mean, I started wearing a watch. Might might not surprise you. I started wearing a watch at a young age because I just wanted to have that information. I like didn't want to I didn't want to get that from anyone else. Did you have an analog watch or a digital watch? <sighs> now we've looped back on ourselves. I had a calculator watch, Mm -hmm. which we talked about, similar to Marty McFly. And I also had, I had a few cool digital watches and I've only later in life got into more like analog watches.
2: I forget if we covered this, but on your
1: calculator watch, did you actually calculate anything or was it just the look? Very, very rarely. I mean, it was like, I was just doing it because it it felt fun and, and cool to have a tiny computer on my wrist. Um, but I mean, joke's on us, right? Like, why did we even learn math? I have, a, I have a calculator in my pocket at all times now for the rest of my life. And we're in the shoe store where we will meet the biggest freaking creep <laughs> at this place, Eddie. Just briefly. Uh. You know, I'm, I know Franco got to be the record executive in that one episode. Um, the Hot Sunday episode, yeah. but I kind of wish they gave Franco his little cameo as as Eddie. <laughs> and from the back of Eddie's head, I was like, "Is that Franco?" I got really excited. It's not. <laughs> uh, that brings us to the movie theater, um, which we know now is not a movie theater at all, but the seats where you guys would, um, the audience would sit when you film the episodes. We joked about this, by the way. Uh, I, I think when we were when I was first editing these videos like one of the editors picked up they were like why why does the movie theater in the palisades have folding chairs <laughs> you'd think you think maybe they'd invest in real chairs but it was for an audience
2: so we're watching this movie and it's lydia and jonathan and slater and i go into right. our version of recreating the scene that's playing on the on the screen is this an old-timey yeah. movie i mean what are we watching here the other thing is, I do a really good falsetto.
1: Hmm.
2: I can't do no. that anymore.
1: Can I hear it now? No, oh,
2: no, can't no. I I, I I tried I earlier. It I can't get to that octave, not even close. Uh, but I did a really good falsetto, which makes me think: like, did I have a career? Like, could I have been the, like the next Adam Levine, where I just did this falsetto and just kept working on that? Maybe. Man, I don't know. It's never too late to start over. No. I think that that ship is sometimes sailing. it is. I can't that's get kind there. of a lie. I can't get there. I wish I could because I, I remember being able to really do a high pitch voice, uh, and I just I I, I just lost it. I, I like I my I cannot physically do it. Like my voice, there there's there's something missing. Like I cannot get there.
1: Joy, <laughs> what I said. Joy, is that what's missing? <laughs> joy, that's uh, what's missing. Yeah, right? you know. That all that secret ingredient. Yeah. I also like that Slater like bought, like, this is so funny how you all bought dumb shit right away. Like, I like that Slater bought a, uh did he get like a hand at like a magic store or something? <laughs> he like bought like a little like yeah scary hand. Well,
2: so set it up in this scene before Zach uh divvies They're up in the, yeah. uh, $200 to each of us to, right. to basically use- To go kill time. To go kill yeah. time, to buy whatever- yeah. Slater buys a hand, like a like a scary, <laughs> like, like a scary hand. Um, like a severed rubber hand. Screech comes in, in a in a superman outfit, but I have of a course. fun fact about this hand. So when he pulls it out, oh. he shows it to Kelly and goes, BAM. Do you know where that's from? The 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 uh, the phrase
1: bam. I mean, I know Emerald Legacy later, much later. For Bam, but where was Bam from in 1991? Well,
2: it's interesting that he got away saying that because it was something that was created on in living color with Tommy oh. Davidson and David oh. Alan Grier. Uh, they were the Funky Finger production crew or the BS Brothers, and whenever Tommy Davidson would pull out the uh, um, his business card. He would say "bam," and that uh, sounds right. That was his thing. So Mario stole that; he plagiarized the term <laughs> "bam," and no one caught it. Like, is that? Mm. I mean, would that be legal? That's now? Hard to, that's that's hard to copyright mm. saying "bam." Mm. Maybe I don't know. I mean, this was in nineteen ninety-one, and the In Living Color was yeah. nineteen ninety. So, you know, yeah, for him to say oh, that, I love it. Is that? Yeah. I mean, it was obviously taken from another project.
1: It was an homage, I don't know. I mean there, there's a lot of mentions of um, Fox TV shows Al Bundy uh, you guys talk about Fox shows a lot as kind of like the new zeitgeisty things. I don't know. it's like your kids you're you're regurgitating what you see on TV. No yeah. it, it works for me, but I did not know that was from in living color mm-hmm. And that didn't strike me as like a signature in living color catchphrase. Well, but I guess
2: it was. but it's 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 interesting because that was something that wasn't written. It was definitely not in the script. I know that Mario just mm. did that because we were all fans of In Living Color. Uh, and he just sure, yeah. he just did that as being Mario slash Slater. Uh, and it was kept.
1: Yeah. No, it works. And I like that the hand pays off later when you guys are like dicking around. Which, by the way, this episode has like a pretty healthy amount of just dicking around in the movie theater in the middle. Ugh. Like a full sequence of you guys. And I was, I, I, I had the same thought of like, Are you seeing a like? They didn't have like revival, art house movies in the mall in nineteen ninety one. Like it was, it was new releases. Mm -hmm. So like, what is this weird movie you're seeing? I
2: don't know. And then we start. I get the
1: I get the point. It's a it's a way to like goof off. It's a way for you guys to goof off.
2: We start talking in the middle of this film, and no one in the movie
1: theater seems to care. Okay, so so where do where do people who talk in a movie theater rank next to foot weirdos? Uh, like who's who's doing more for society? The guy who harasses you about your toes, or the person who talks through a movie? Well, who's helping the earth be better more?
2: I think who's helping the earth be better more is probably someone who talks in a movie. I would probably be, yeah, yeah, um,
1: but not by much. Maybe because not by much. Maybe they'll make a good point. <sighs> I don't know. The toe guy's a lost cause. Yeah, talking in a in a in a
2: movie theater. I mean, you have to be. You're just an, a, a, a a right
1: asshole. I mean, you're you're. It's not like you're watching like The Bachelor in your living room with some friends. No. Like talk over The Bachelor. Like you're not going to put on closed captioning if you really want to know every word. Um, no, like you're in a movie with people who paid to be there. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't. I did not pay for you. I paid to see Quentin I Love Feet Tarantino make his latest film, <laughs> and now I have to hear your commentary.
2: And I'm okay with like, oh my god reactions, right? Like, uh, whoa, what happened right there? Whoa, or that's, or that's, like
1: that's what you're, that, I'm there for that too, yeah.
2: That's okay. Yeah. But when you have a conversation like with someone, like, yeah. but not only that, like one person, I'm saying like a lot, which, I, which is a pet peeve of mine. Um, it's okay. But uh, when you have one person talking and the other person doesn't tell that person to shut up, now you have two people who are twats we've used that word before yeah that 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 yeah. that is the that that is the term of a twat and now you have two twats Big in the, in the theater it would just take the one person and say hey dude hey shut the fuck up shut the fuck up we're please in a movie theater sh- shut the fuck up let let's start this conversation after
1: aren't you embarrassed i would ima- like i would ima- i would be so embarrassed no. is the term I would use it's one of the
2: reasons I don't go to theaters anymore it's one of the reasons I don't <laughs> want to go to a theater anymore because I don't yeah. want to have to say to that person hey dude shut the fuck up shut the fuck what up what is your problem yeah,
1: what, and then, what's your problem what is your you problem raised you yeah ooh suddenly now it's a thing yeah
2: now it's a thing oh now, now, now I'm the thing. asshole yeah. because you're talking in a theater uh, uh, whatever yeah. I'll just wait till this comes out on DVD or, or you know like streaming I'm going home
1: I'm gonna go to the privacy of my home, where people just harass me over my cell phone about my toes. (laughs) Sir, have a good day. (laughs) Not anymore, though. Off social. Good for you. Happy for your progress. And yeah, of course. uh, God, super screech. Like it just—they couldn't. They just can't help themselves. You gotta throw screech in a crazy outfit. And he's gonna be in another one later for the wedding thing. But don't ruin it for me. Sorry. (laughs) I know you watched it twenty minutes ago. Um, I also like that there was a Lydia in last episode. That's kind of neat, right? The writers must have known a Lydia, or Lydia's were just on their mind. Lydia from the dance, Lydia in the movie. A lot of Lydia's this week. Um, Which brings us to the mall food court, uh, where they'll re-strategize. This plan is insane, Mark Paul. I have in my notes here, the plan has now mutated into lying to all their parents about where they're sleeping While they run for their lives from the people they robbed, so they can wake up early to buy U two tickets to get rich, that is fucking crazy. (laughs) It is. Those twists and turns, Jesus God, (laughs) that's like. I challenge any writer out there to come up with a more twisty turny twenty two minutes. I don't think you got it in you. Like hats off to the OG writers. They they really swung for the fences on on this one. Speaking of OG, uh, Zach whips
2: out his phone so that we can call our parents. It's not the OG phone; it's a different uh, Motorola. No. It's like a flip Motorola.
1: Yeah, you know why? Your phone gets smaller and cooler as the years go by. Hmm. Because you're rich. Hmm. Guess what? Rich people do—they upgrade their phone every year.
2: Yeah, but now my phone, my you know Pro Max that I have, is the biggest of the small phones. I like having a yeah. substantial phone Me in my too. hand when when i talk not that small little thing
1: i like the i like the bigger phone too for the battery that's why i'm a weirdo i like the bigger phones cuz the battery lasts longer mm. and i guess the screen size too but i yeah it does it has a it has a bigger battery mm. yeah all right yeah all right. and sometimes they have better cameras but now the cameras have kind of evened out but i i like knowing that my phone can have a little more juice in a day should i need it
2: i like the way it feels in my hand or my feet when i'm making a call <laughs>
1: Oh, man, one of our listeners just, he he just went into exploded. cardiac arrest. He got so excited. Exploded <laughs> he
2: just when, when exploded they found out I make calls in, with my feet. Yeah, and it's in the way you think, listener. Well, um, by the way, here's the thing. Uh, th- this will be the please. last time we talk about feet. I actually have nice feet. My wife has told me this, oh. and she's pretty honest about other things. There's certain things she doesn't like, uh, but I do have nice feet for for you know a, a man, uh, well-groomed. Right uh i do i've never gotten a manicure uh or sorry a pedicure because we're talking about feet um Mm -hmm. i've never gotten a manicure either but i've never gotten a pedicure i do trim my own stuff um i do have nice feet i've never had a fungus or anything like that uh but yeah yeah so there there uh the the one listener who's into feet now you can go off and do your thing and you know do your thing leave us alone
1: you were so. Were you at least secretly just a teeny tiny bit proud when the Birkenstock creep was harassing you to be like, well, at least someone notices around here that I've got <laughs> <No>. nice feet. <laughs> None of that. No, <laughs> no, it's
2: not, not the all. way it works, huh? Not
1: at all. And I no, never even like, thought about like, yeah.
2: you know, why don't why don't I just take a, a a shot of my feet and send it out there? Never. No, oh, there's no God. part of me that was like, you know what, I'm I, uh, I I I'll help a brother out or help a sister out because <laughs> I just don't help a, know help like, a who, person out. I'll help a person out. Um, no, yeah. I, I, I didn't do that and I'm not going <laughs> you to never stop asking me,
1: Dashel. Stop asking. No, it was you. Okay. I will. I will stop asking. They're going to go in the sporting goods store and I have some more interesting, uh, trivia here, but this is not from that Instagram. This is actually from IMDB, a magical place of information. The sports salesman, Mark Paul is Tony Saban Prince. Prince spent the early 1980s touring the USA and Canada as a pro ice skater in the ice capades. Thought that was kind of cool. Then he moved to LA to pursue acting. He got this role. And then, Mark Paul, he booked Dinosaurs, the ABC sitcom. You might not recognize him because he played Fran, the mom. He would be Fran, the mom, for 53 episodes of Dinosaurs, excuse me. And he worked on and off for Jim Henson Company for 23 years. I thought that was so fascinating that this man was the mom on dinosaurs.
2: I actually like that show, dinosaurs. I think it was pretty I lo- cool.
1: I love that show. Yeah. It was great. And it and there's it had some really cool social commentary. I've recently not that recently, but I rewatched some for another funnier die series I made and uh, I was like blown away by how funny and smart dinosaurs still still is.
2: So we're in the sports store because we're going to spend the night again in the mall, which is <laughs> not possible. But anyway, you guys have, for the sake of TV. Yeah, you more. guys have the worst
1: parents. <laughs>
2: yeah. We do, I we, mean, My, we, my we mom do. sent
1: me off with a stranger, but like your parents are the worst. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, we are all going to spend the night in the same tent. Now I see other tents in the store, right. but we all decided to spend a night, all five of us, in the same tent. Ugh. Yeah.
1: No. Pretty gross, huh? Yeah. Not into that. And it's also just like, like what kind of security system? Like, we, this is before cameras, Wouldn't any bud. store have like... No, this is I before know, wouldn't cameras. Wouldn't there be like motion detectors? It's all that shit. Wow. Mm. The golden age of being able to 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 sleep overnight in the mall.
2: Yeah, you can't get away with anything anymore because there's you ju- cameras you just everywhere. Can't,
1: you just can't do that anymore. You just can't do that anymore. <sighs> and the goons, uh, you evaded them yet again. You know, if you really robbed $5,000 from some gangsters, I would imagine they would just pull out a gun that's what I would guess but it's a kid's show can't do that you guys are now going to buy 10 tickets each I did the math uh, The that would be about 60 bucks a ticket after fees the average cost of a ticket to the Zoo TV tour was $29 so after all the fees they were that probably is correct but of course the money's gone whoops And that brings us to Act 3. Just like that, they're regrouping here before they'll rush on over to the shoe store.
2: Well, we're rushing over to the shoe store because the money is gone. We don't
1: have the money. Where did the money go? I don't know. You guys were running all around the mall. It must be somewhere.
2: Well, the last time we saw it, we put it in the shoebox for Lisa. <laughs> the last time she was seen was well, not the last time, but the last time she was with that shoebox
1: was with our friend Eddie, the foot fetish dude. So let's Eddie, go see your Eddie. money's no good here. Yeah. He doesn't care about your money, Lisa. <laughs> All he cares about are them toes. And like this this plan is just like they're gonna <laughs> they're just gonna toss the shoe store upside down, I guess. Yeah, I do have in my notes, poor Eddie. He just wanted to take pictures of a teenage girl's feet. Maybe not so sympathetic after all. And yeah, there's going to be like, like you, you kids really got away with murder on this show. Just completely ravishing this shoe store, turning it upside down.
2: How is Grown that possible? Everywhere. How are we able to do this to a store, just going I, through boxes? Like,
1: it's like, it, like everything's flying everywhere. It's so silly. Also, what kind of shoe store only sells... Yellow boxes of shoes, like, <laughs> like usually when you buy a box of shoes, it says like Reebok on the side or right. Nike. Well, these are just
2: all yellow boxes for you know and, our our audience. We're we're not allowed to advertise, right? Reebok, right. Nike, New Balance, of course, uh, because we'd have to pay for that. Um, Don't want that. So we have nondescript boxes, and then we see the one box that we haven't gone through. We see the shot of it sitting there. Zach goes to it and then grandma yeah she's back she's back and she grabs this box and I just want you to to see the grip strength of grandma is incredible <laughs> look what she does to this box while she's fighting to you know keep it away from Zach now you don't okay. you don't need to crush it like she does you know you can kind of like <laughs> you know kind of act but Watch what she does to this box. She-
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. She, she slams. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's got it. Oh, my God. Yeah, she like. She crushed. It looks like a demolition derby. The shoe yeah, box. She, she demolished it. <laughs> demolished it. I love it. Yeah, she was like, yeah, yep. I'm really going to wrestle. This I'm going to wrestle the fuck out of this box. Yeah. And who could it be in the shoe store besides just the grandma? It's our favorite goons. Paul, what do you what do you think about Zach's little jump out of the shoe store? There is he like scattered three dollars on the ground. Yeah, he's like here. This covers everything, right, Eddie? <laughs> he what? It, <laughs> I'm I'm thinking that I was very agile at the
2: age of nineteen or seventeen. You were flying through that that I'm window, flying through it.
1: I could do anything. So this sequence, um, as you run away, you go back to the wedding mannequins. Um, this. Gag was actually a uh, Bennett Tramer's idea. So, this isn't his episode, his name on the script, but of course, all the writers work together. Um, he said it was inspired by a Three Stooges short he saw as a kid, where the Stooges pose by a model in front of a store to hide from a cop. It makes sense that it's like a Three Stooges gag, the way you guys are like so violent with each other. And like it, when you think about it like that, it's like, oh, yeah, of course, that's, that's what this is. Like that kind of thing. It's like, that's what's going on in this window. You guys do a great job with the bit, too. Like, the whole freezing thing, it's funny. And you can see, Mark Paul, uh, Lark and Mario breaking after Lark's scream, their last little, like, outburst. You can kind of, like, see Mario trying to keep it together.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I I saw in your notes that, so I had to replay it a few times. I'm not sure why she screams. Like, why does Lark decide to scream? She screams out of frustration, I think, (laughs) but it's funny because— It's not part of it. No. It's not
1: helping you guys stay hidden. (laughs)
2: No, but you you do see Mario sort of give her a what the fuck kind of look.
1: He's like moving his mouth to hold in the left.
2: Yeah. And then uh, he like looks at her like, what (laughs) were you just doing? And she kind of looks away. Tiffany has her hand over her face because she looks like she's about to crack. (laughs) I kept it together because I'm a professional.
1: Total Um, pro.
2: Yeah, I'm a pro. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was I, again. I love those moments. I'm glad you caught that because I I would not have caught that. I didn't catch it. That's from
1: the Instagram account <laughs> that oh, I use. Their you. notes. How dare you? Why am I? I use their either? notes. Hey, I, I gave them I gave him a. Pl- I know. Seriously. Give a give a plug um, again, just in case people missed it. At SBTB anniversary, and they really do like a great job of this day in history on the Say by the Bell set. It's fascinating, and they don't always cover stuff that we're talking about. But just this week. They were posting about this episode, so it all kind of, the stars aligned, Hmm. as it were. And yeah, this brings us to the big finish, the big old climax. We're in the food court. You know, I have in my notes, I didn't really touch on it too much, but like, Kelly really is scared for her life in this episode. She's She regularly is like, we're going to die if we don't get help. And it kind of comes to a climax here with Lisa. They're like, they say the words, we're dead. It's pretty scary. For a kid show, I mean. These fucking goons. It's so funny. Of course, they're from a TV show. They look, they look like they're in costume. I really enjoyed this episode because I had no idea
2: until the very end. Like I was, I was along for the ride. Oh, you were like, you were like, oh, it was, it was a twist for you. It was a total twist for me. I had no idea. I was like, oh wow, where's this going to go? And then when the cop said, "I'm in on this," and I'm like, in on what? Like what? What's going on here? And then you find out that these goons are uh, producers
1: for a show. Candid video, yes. I was like, "Wow, look at this!" Candid video, which is not totally hidden video, which is a real show that we that got mentioned in Zach's birthday. That was well, Mar- Mark Paul. That's so fun! It's like you got to watch Fight Club for the first time, or something, or like you got like a little like a surprise twist. Yeah, there. well, that's how it is with every episode with me. Um I know but this one this one's especially this one is like I I I I touched on it in the recap but it's like this one is so twisty turny it's like mm-hmm. it's like the fact that it has a a surprise twist reveal is even that much twistier and turnier
2: Yeah and one of the twists and the reveal is that because they were on this candid video <laughs> they get 5 front row tickets to the U2 concert um They never said anything about the money, so my question was, what do we do about the money that we spent? Do they just like write that off? Oh my god,
1: yeah. Yeah. Was it fake money? Did you guys just like? No, of course not. Like like, the whole mall's not in on it. Yeah, I mean, unless you guys were passing counterfeit bills all around, like the fake hand store and the costume store. But I guess, I guess that was real money.
2: Yeah, with my count, Hmm. we blew through about fifteen hundred dollars, maybe a little bit less. But we gave two hundred to the grandma.
1: We each took you know, two hundred. Each took two hundred. Right. Yeah. And then I threw some money at uh at the shoe guy. You didn't give Ed- Eddie Eddie was getting singles. Eddie was getting enough to get a a, a, a pretzel. He because was not he's in enough defeat. To cover because he's in defeat. I was like, <laughs> right. here, just have a few yeah. dollars. You're not getting this anything. Is, yeah. Right. You're not getting anything. Buddy. But yeah, there you go. Also, you know how you know Jesse was supposed to be here? No TV show would give away five tickets to something. It would be six. It would be an even number. Is that right? You ever heard of giving away five tickets to anything? I'm surprised they didn't give you guys 10 tickets. You should have each gotten to bring someone. Oh, right. It's like a contest. It's like- We didn't have a colette to bring. That's right. You would have gotten dropped off or something. That brings it full circle. <laughs> great, great ending. Best episode ever. Happy 50, Mark Paul. Happy 50. <laughs> um, we do have more homework because I think there will be more episodes. Is that correct? We haven't even talked about that, Mark Paul. I think we're doing more. Maybe? Oh, shit. Are we? Are, what do we do? Are we doing more? I don't know. Do the have people written in, are there letters demanding it? I don't know. No, no, no. But if we do do more, and I hope we do, and I just said doo doo, and that's, you know, fun for me. That's the kind of show we're making. And you
2: said fun. The episode's you said called, fun in the same sentence with doo doo. i mean, I said is, it a
1: million times. Wow. Yeah, no, this is we are just we are just in rare form this episode, folks. Um, it's called SATs. Now, I'm not even gonna let you guess what happens in the episode called SATs, because you take the SATs. That's it. But is this the one where
2: I score fifteen oh one?
1: You score very high. I believe it's fifteen oh one. But yeah, it is the one where Zach scores very high on the SATs. Okay, and this is the episode next week. Next week, yeah. Wow. So that's the one. That's your homework. Coming
2: to the end of our run in high school.
1: You'd think so, but you actually have like. there's still a whole other full season of Saved by the Bell even after we wrap up this season which still has like a bunch more episodes in it.
2: Alright, right, I trust you.
1: Yeah, we're nowhere near the end, my friend. Thank you, Mark Paul. Thank you, the listener. Happy 50. Uh, We'll see you next week. Zack to the Future is a production of Cadence 13. It's executive produced by Mark Paul Gosler, myself, and Chris Corcoran. Production and direction led by Terence Malingone. Editing and mastering by Andy Jaskowitz. Engineering and production coordination by Sean Cherry. Artwork by Kurt Courtney with illustrations by Jeff McCarthy. Marketing is led by Josephina Francis with PR by Hilary Shu. Thanks to the whole team at keynes 13 and to you for listening.